0: It takes a village, right, to raise a child. And society and our culture in Britain has stripped away that village. So that really gets down to, well, what is my village going to be? I think part of where these problems stem from is that guys generally aren't exposed to and don't understand just how hard it is in those early weeks. And after two weeks we the partners are supposed to go yeah cool cheers see ya thanks crack on um, and get back to work and that doesn't seem right but I think it's absolutely amazing how people do code.
1: We are delighted to have Max Hobbs on our podcast this month. Max is a senior associate at McFarland's and had his first daughter in April 2023. Having jumped into parenthood this year and taken paternity leave, we are really excited to have another dad on our podcast. One of our key aims at Women Who Work is to encourage the taking of paternity leave, as we think it will do a lot to support gender diversity in senior positions. We wanted to hear from a dad who has recently returned to work from paternity leave and explore some of the challenges and tips for men who might be considering it. So Max, welcome to our podcast, and firstly, congratulations on the birth of your daughter.
0: Thank you. And thanks very much for having me. This is, it's great to be here. Uh, Basically, I messaged Joy uh, just after getting back from paternity leave and said, paternity leave is amazing. Can I come and talk to you about it? And now we're doing it, which is, which is wonderful.
1: I'm so glad that you loved it. We want to hear all about it because I just think it's going to be so important to equalise society. If men, if both men and women take gaps in their careers whilst they're having children, it's going to really level the playing field.
0: Yeah, I think from my perspective, I think that's just sort of this wonderful byproduct that happens. But for me, it just makes so much sense and it has been such an important thing for both me and my partner Heather that I was able to take it. So, I mean, we did just to just sort of put some actual substance on it. I managed to have 6 weeks off after Emmeline, our daughter was born, and um that time was so, there were so many big ups and downs, so many difficult moments, so many things that I was so grateful I could be there for. And I left that six week period and was just like, oh my God, how, how is it that people either don't take any or that the standard is two weeks and that is, that's okay or that that's normal? And so I think any opportunity I can get now to get out there and say to people, you know, employers or Folks were thinking about it or society generally, I think we should have a hell of a lot more paternity leave and a way bigger uptake of it. Um, I'm keen to do. So it's good to be here and to talk about it.
2: If we cast all the way back, Max, to um why your wife was pregnant, could you talk a bit about the decision to take the paternity leave, discussing it with your team, how that sort of process and procedure worked? Because it's something that as you say, a lot of people either won't have done or won't have thought of doing. It'd be just good to get uh, an idea of how that sort of idea, the inception of that idea and how it all played mm. out.
0: Well, I am not coming on here with any kind of promotional agenda, but I have to say my firm, I'm really lucky, has amazing paternity and shared parental leave policies. And the the most important thing about it, I think, is that my specific department has had a lot of guys take shared parental leave. So for me, when we got pregnant, I knew people who had taken a lot of time off and I could literally walk around the floor and drop in on a couple of male colleagues and say, hey, what did you take? How did it work? And at least two or three of them said, I took shared parental leave, it was brilliant. My only regret is I didn't take more of it. And so I, I haven't even really taken My big chunk of shared parental leave i'm actually lucky enough that i've got another period of time off coming up that first six weeks was my firm's sort of standard paternity leave plus a little bit of extra that that i think was a sort of either annual leave or shared parental leave or a bit of a blend um and i'm not going to be very helpful for listeners but basically the process for me was contact hr and say hi i want to take this time can you help they produced incredibly confusing forms and i said can you guide me through them and we filled them in together and that was amazing so you know my my partner works in government policy she's put together a whole load of of these sorts of things and we agree that the shared parental leave policy is one of the most confusing things that you could hope to create
1: i always think that's i always think that's quite interesting when a lawyer says that <laughs> that's
0: not, that doesn't very well <laughs> if, doesn't. i feel
1: like yeah if if we and we're used to seeing boring paperwork every day if we find it hard
0: (laughs) yeah imagine imagine what it's like and there's this dizzying mass of sort of maternity pay and maternity allowance and different pays and allowances and you claim some even though you're not going to get paid it because of national insurance credits and and all this stuff so what is I guess that's a relatively negative message to say, oh, was terribly confusing, don't get into it. I think the important point was I was lucky enough to have an HR team that could hold my hand through it. And if we're going to change the dial on this, that's got to be pretty crucial, because it's probably not realistic that the policies and the frameworks are going to change. Um, but having that ecosystem of support, these colleagues to whom you can speak, who will be encouraging and who will guide you through the process, I think is vital.
2: I couldn't agree more on the complexity of the process my husband took shared parental leave as well and at one point i almost suggested one off a summit meeting between his hr me him and my hr (laughs) was the only way we're going to get this sorted out is if we all get on the phone at the same time and sort it out emails going back and forth it was immensely complicated
0: yeah which um is deeply frustrating luckily we managed to get it sorted but uh, I think just the 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 more people that take it, the more common it becomes, the more familiar that process will be, and, and the more the smoother it will all be. So, I think that that's the sort of counterbalance to the negative message that unfortunately it, it's pretty confusing. But but I think I think that SPL shared parental leave is a whole different conversation. What really interests me is just straight up paternity leave, which. You know the, the the two week standard, and in some places and in industries, that's not even standard. Just seems to me vanishingly small. Um, and I've been doing a lot of thinking about this in the past, you know, nearly four months since Emmeline was born, and speaking to a lot of people. And um, the reason I think more than ever that paternity leave is so vital is that we it takes a village, right, to raise a child. It's that classic phrase and that either literally means a village but but in reality it means that local support network and that's you know the great grandmother that's seen everything through multiple generations of children that's your immediate family that's neighbors i don't know why old people always want to borrow a cup of sugar from neighbors i've literally <laughs> never used a cup of sugar in my life but you know neighbors from whom you can borrow things or you can help out um and society and our culture in Britain has stripped away that village over the past however many generations and I don't know, centuries, century and a half. So it doesn't really exist anymore. I know that, that that's a generalization, but I generally think that is true. You don't live near your parents and immediate family, or you probably don't live with them at least. You don't know your neighbours in the way that you will, you know, call on each other and, and lend things. And so that really gets down to, well, what is my village going to be? And we've had some great health care on the state, but there's a limit to it. Um, Child care, as we all know, is prohibitively expensive for most people. And given the state of society and our, our culture and stuff and our econ- economy that's led us to that point, it makes sense to me that your partner should at least be able to be part of your village. That as a really small starting point must be right. And, you know, you think about your standard average birth, um, two weeks just of physical recovery is a very small amount of time. The average recommendation for recovering from a C-section, for example, which is totally normal and common and wonderful way to give birth, um, is is six weeks before you're supposed to be able to drive for example um or pick up many things like your child in, in especially in the early days um and after two weeks we the partners are supposed to go yeah cool cheers see ya thanks crack on um and go back to work uh and that that doesn't seem right and i don't understand and i think it's absolutely amazing how people do cope um with that and i wish that there was more paternity leave available and more take up of it
2: do you think i mean one of the things we've talked about and done with maternity leave is um produce comparisons to sort of almost peer pressure companies into giving better opportunities to people in terms of pay for maternity leave Um, do you think i don't know if anyone's been doing that with paternity leave to sort of provide a almost public record of what different companies offer in terms of paid paternity leave at the start of the child's life, just by way of, you know, peer pressuring other firms into to improving, making it something that firms that do have good policies such as yours can shout about and help to win and keep talent.
0: I think that would be great. I mean in in my field, in law, there has been a salary war that's been raging for years um, that doesn't show much sign of slowing down. But I think a really Wonderful alternative take on that war for talent would be paternity leave policies. Um, I I know now, speaking personally, understanding a firm's shared parental leave and paternity leave policies would be a huge part of a decision, you know, about which law firm that that one might move to or join or um build your career in. Uh and that you know, has different costs to the business than to just upping salaries and there's a different way of approaching it. But it it also just bespeaks an entirely different understanding of what value you put in your employees and them as people and the skills that they can develop as parents. Um, and I just don't think it's right that the best way to attract people and to engage with them and get the best out of them is to throw more cash at them. I think there's a far more nuanced engaged approach you can take and yeah paternity leave might be a massive factor in that um so if someone wants to go and start putting on some pressure I think that's a great idea
1: we we, we can certainly do that we'll do it we'll do our best
0: <laughs> yeah go for it
1: what is the fir- your your policy
0: um I think that it is two weeks paternity leave um until you've worked the firm for I think at least two years And then it rises to four weeks paternity. And then you can take shared parental leave um, in what I understand is the usual way. So that um, I think you sort of can can go up to six months in total um, with your partner. I probably am going to get a note from my HR department saying, why have you (laughs) this episode? But I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm I'm, I'm like 99% sure that the... Two weeks rising to four weeks after two years is correct. And I don't know if SPL comes in different forms, but we had our, what I understand to be the usual offering of basically you've got 52 weeks, divvy them up and um, make sure everyone's happy with it.
2: And how did you find the the leaving process? So, um, you know, sort of saying goodbye to work for what you knew was going to be about six weeks, handing things over. Um, what was that sort of process like? I don't know how your job works in terms of project work versus ongoing work, but how did that, how was that process for you?
0: I think it was, it was good. Um, The, basically with all these things, I think you're just best off if you take a massive run up at it and communicate as well as possible. I think where you're likely to get into potentially a bit of difficulty with stuff like that is if you, understandably, because maybe you're the first person in your organisation to do it, you sort of shy away from it and don't publicly shout about the fact that you're going to be off for a long period of time. And then the then problems might arise because people aren't aware. And that goes back to the earlier point we were discussing about how having colleagues and peers that have done it in the past is so important because then it's no longer An awkward or difficult thing to to say that publicly or in your department that you're going to take a big chunk of time away to to raise your children so i think from from my perspective it went well we managed to hand over the matters we staff you know most of our things you have teams working on matters or projects so um you know i was managed to speak to everyone luckily as well i've got i'm in a relatively small sub team in my department one of my closest colleagues who's pretty much at my level, she has three children of her own. So knew all about how, you know, you have to support each other. One of the partners in our team also has three children. So I think she gets it um, in, you know, a really sort of profound way. And so, yeah, I don't have any great wisdom or insight into how to make it work best, apart from the long run up. Um, And luckily, I think that it managed to to go pretty well that i'm in an interesting period now when i'm back for a few months before going back off for the sort of the the large shared parental chunk and that is just interesting i do think it's fair that i've been told and in practice i haven't been staffed on any new major intensive things that you know i'm then just going to have to drop um after a few months but i've managed to stay busy when i'm back at work now picked up my old matters got back involved in them picked up a bunch of new ones um and it's basically been fine uh time and again when people have long periods of time off in our sorts of jobs i think you realize that you aren't as indispensable as you think you might be which is kind of maybe sad as a realization but um take faith that you aren't indispensable and um uh, push for the time away with your family uh, i think
2: how long are you going to take off in the second chunk
0: second chunk is 4 months
2: okay And is your wife going to be back at work then or are you sort of overlapping for a bit?
0: We've got a bit of overlap. Maybe this is what made it simpler or also more complicated. She's self-employed. So basically she will be able to toggle up and down, but we are going to use that time to get her back into the swing of work, whichever form ultimately that takes. Um, So that's sort of a massive TBC. But what's wonderful is we're going to have this overlap period in which I'm going to be able to look after Emmeline, like completely full-time if that's what we need and that's what the demands of Heather's job and what she wants to do are so it's it's sort of yeah remains to be seen at this point.
1: And was there or has there been any discussion about you moving part-time or was it always assumed that you'd be returning full-time?
0: Again we've just punted that down for um, a later date because that's going to be an interesting discussion and decision after Hella's experience. experienced what it's like going back to work and i think it's it's true that um with all of this stuff with birth with early early childhood the newborn phase it's so hard to imagine and predict and project what it's actually going to be like what it's going to feel like how you're going to experience it which which you know days are going to be up or down on who's going to thrive or not or whatever um so we're just not trying to second guess anything and we're going to revisit that. I think that's that. probably
1: a good idea. Yeah.
0: Um, so, <laughs> we'll have to
1: do a second podcast, Yeah, do a follow-up
0: and just be like, actually, what the uh, hell is it? Um, but no, I, I think we have to be realistic, which is, yeah, that might be something that we do. Um, and there are colleagues of mine at my firm that also work part-time. So hopefully that's going to be something that that you know might be open to us if we need it.
1: I'm super interested in what you think, about taking that period of time off i mean obviously you've had 6 weeks but that's relatively short and then the four months is going to be a bit longer do you think it's going to have any impact on your career progression at all is that a concern that you've thought about it's
0: it's definitely possible again it's just going to have to be one of those things where you focus on your child in the time that you have caring for them and then you focus on your work at the time that you're at work and see how things stick it's very hard to predict how it's going to go um i take solace from the fact that there are colleagues around that have taken large periods of shared parental leave off and seem to be doing great at work Um, but it goes back to the earlier point i was trying to make about the sort of environment and the culture you want to create within your place of work and actually it's totally fine if there are certain people that want to take very, very small amounts of parental leave and just absolutely push and focus on their career. And if that means that they accelerate their career development, I think that's kind of fine because you make different choices. But as long as you're in an environment that encourages and supports you and recognizes the value that you still bring. And I think that you know there's huge amounts that you learn about your time management and about squeezing every you know moment out of an, out of an hour of a day and and balancing multitasking etc from being a parent that can be really useful in work and so um hopefully as a society and in corporate culture generally we're learning to value that um and if that means i can still go to work and still contribute then with any luck it's not going to hold me back
2: and how did you find the six weeks off? Did you manage to switch off from work entirely or were you sort of on the emails every now and then?
0: Uh, I was still I was still on the emails, just keeping an eye, just because I think six weeks is still a short enough period in which, you know, like, okay, I'm going to be back relatively soon and um, it's good to sort of keep your hand in. I was also just really curious about what was happening with a bunch of stuff that we were working on. <laughs> but it was never more... Again, like full credit to my place of work. I was uh, my time was respected. I wasn't really bothered. Um, I just sort of checked in to make sure there was you know nothing urgent. But it but it was really just just that, just keeping an eye, and that meant that I could really focus on support at home. And just to take the opportunity here for anyone who's thinking about this stuff, childbirth is is absolutely incredible. And as somebody to have been through the whole process with my partner I think that what women are capable of and what they go through in childbirth is absolutely amazing I would say it's superhuman but it's not because you know roughly half the population are capable of doing it Max we it.
1: love this you're talking to the right <laughs> yes. audience keep, but, <laughs> keep calling us superhuman I just I think it's true
0: it, it's it's I can't really put into words what it's like to witness what women go through and are capable of in that process but it's very it was a very profound thing to be witness to and to be a small part of and I I think that women generally should be celebrated and revered and venerated for their ability to do that and, and and what they go through so many of them and even those that don't that they're capable of doing it and it felt like the least I could do was to then be there for six weeks was wonderful. And as I say, it feels like two weeks would just go by in an instant to help my partner recover physically and emotionally and mentally and to put in in place the sort of the foundations of our family together. So I I just, I think that that sort of is, is worth saying and that that is why I think that early time really is so important and while you can check in on your emails in a down moment of which there are a few um having that freedom to really focus on um your new reality is very important
2: i think what's really helpful about any time that a dad or partner takes off um is that you have sort of an intimate knowledge of how everything works Mm. you're not the sort of person coming in from work and then having to be told how to do things or shown where things are kept, you sort of are on a level playing field from that perspective. You know, equally having the knowledge and experience to be able to look after the child or children um, on your own. I think that's a huge difference I've seen with my husband having taken shared parental leave relative to some people I know who haven't had any time off of work apart from the sort of two weeks at the start.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And your kids change so fast that um you know the things that you might have known and been familiar with a week ago may not may no longer apply or you've got new new size clothes or new size nappies or new issues or um you're changing the togs on your sleeping bags and all this fun stuff <laughs> that you need to intimately um, trying answer. to get
1: 18 degrees perfect yeah,
0: yeah, exactly <laughs> constantly checking in the middle of the night which by diagram. the way is
1: not correct is it I not don't believe in that. 16 16 to 20.
0: No. 16 feels no, cold that feels pretty chilly. Oh, that's yeah.
1: load of rubbish yeah. it's I think hotter the better.
0: Hotter the better. Warmer
2: the better. Fine. Cozier the better. <laughs> Excellent. Just That's caveat: fine, this guys. is not medical. Yeah, I was going to
0: say I'm not <laughs> endorsing. I'm not a
2: medical professional. <laughs> Having had two children, I'm an expert now,
1: and <laughs> loads of loads of warm, cozy things on them, and uh, sleep. Will the thing
0: come. that I'll call out, if we're calling out nonsense, is the car. The number of old people that come to us are oh, get them in the car. They love the car. Emmeline hates. Being in the car, she just. Mine what car know. seat?
1: What car seat do you have? We've been
0: through three. I'm. Genu- I'm. I'm being serious. We are now on our third because we cannot. Hang on,
2: which ones? Which ones? Um,
0: we started with. Oh God, that's bad. Maxi
2: Cosi.
0: No, I think that's what we've just gone to. No, no Maxi because it basically reclines is what we're on now, and we're hoping that may make a shift. Um, the first one was a German brand that was like known for being super safe i can't remember
1: silver cross no
0: it wasn't silver cross no, no, i think silver cross is like fancy british isn't it um, it's is
1: fancy but it's awful
0: It's awful the, the really? basic
1: car seat is awful sorry silver cross <laughs> um it's horrendous um i know at least three families who whose children hated the car as a result yeah and um, that's hard including mine that's
0: really hard if you can't go anywhere because it sounds like your child is being tortured in the back and especially if I'm at work during the day and Heather is therefore driving Emmeline on her own and can't come for her because she's in the backseat, it's really, really bad. Um, so that is my bugbear.
1: I really like that you've just thrown money at the situation. You've burned through three cars.
0: Um, well, this is this is bad parenting confessional time. But I have to confess our first one was a free hand me down from a friend. Which I know is is super naughty but against
2: every regulation. Every guy. regulation, but yeah, they—that's not good. Max. They
0: assured me, and I believed them, <laughs> that they hadn't been in a crash. So we were like, "Yeah, it's fine." Um, So yeah, she survived, which I think is you know the important thing, even if she was grumpy.
2: This is an aside, but a friend of mine has come up with an idea for a business that scans car seats to check that they have not been in crashes, and there are mm. no faults in them, and then could. Clips of clean and resell. I, them. I
1: literally don't know why you're saying this out loud on a public podcast. <laughs> this is our business idea that's now going to be <laughs> taken by someone else.
2: I mean, the amount of waste of car seats being thrown away it's is mad, just crazy. It? Yeah. Yeah, it's mental.
1: Anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway. So. Yeah, no, so sorry. So I can't really help you on all the different brands. I'll have to go and look it up um, and let you know. Okay,
1: we'll 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 put maybe put it in the notes. Um, but Max, what was what did you really like about the six weeks? I know you've talked about being kind of involved, et cetera, but um was it just seeing those little moments that you have when they first start smiling, et cetera, and being really present?
0: I think definitely the being really present bit because um for us as I'm sure for loads of people the first the 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 first couple of weeks were hard like there were lots of um setbacks and difficult moments and low points and you know I'm sure that lots of other people have had it far harder but um I'm sure that we had our you know um our own unique blend of difficulties um and so yeah things like seeing her smile for the first time and begin to babble and everything is absolutely amazing. But I think you're right that it's just the being present it's it's the being there as a family together in a completely different way than you've ever been with your partner before, and that ability to be entirely present is very special. and so um, I do you know pretty much everything I can to stay closely involved now when back at work but it's it's just not um not quite the same uh in terms of that staying in touch with Emmeline and all the little idiosyncrasies that she develops and so you know if you just work late a bit so you miss a bedtime routine you'll miss you know how she was in her bath that evening or how she responded to a certain story or something like that um so just being able to be completely immersed in it, I think, was was the best thing about it. It was very special.
1: And these days when you're now you're back, are you leaving work kind of earlier generally? How, how does it work in terms of being able to get back for bedtime? Um, I
0: do the best I can to um go and get a train back. But most of the time I don't get back in a, on a weekday evening to do bedtime um, but I work from home a couple of days a week I guess that's a really interesting whole other subject to do with policies and corporate you know culture and buying that we haven't even discussed but um, again I'm lucky that on my firm the sort of three days in two days out is a sort of workable standard and obviously sometimes it varies but that's that's sort of the, the policy and so on those two days at home in particular I'm able to step away from the computer earlier than I might otherwise, do bedtime, do story, do sort of the bedtime routine, um, and then if I need to, go back and pick up any other bits. So those days when I'm at home are really precious and valuable to me because of that time, and I'm glad that we live in an age where working from home, even though it's coming under a bit of attack, um, is, is more widespread and more common than it has been.
2: I can't quite fathom how people did it before, actually.
0: Yeah, I I think it's remarkable. I don't know.
2: Hats off to people who had children before. And, you know, t- two weeks in, Dad would be gone from seven in the morning till eight at night every day for the week. I don't know how anyone did uh, it. Uh, yeah, I
1: think that's <laughs> extraordinary. And also, I think because we have laptops and Wi-Fi, the fact that we can perhaps leave at five, do our kids' bedtime, see them, et cetera, for an hour, and then log back on, but that just wasn't available yeah. twenty years ago, so it's kind of extraordinary to me how it how it all worked. I mean, I think that's why you often had a stay-at-home person, mm, mm. Um, typically the mother, because it it was too hard otherwise.
0: I do. I completely agree with all that. It is. It's completely um, amazing to me that people used to be able to to do it and, and I think maybe that's because as I said there was more of a village um you know however many years ago decades ago I think maybe there was sort of a tipping point in the late 90s early noughties where that's probably the low point where sort of the village had been stripped apart but um uh, paternity leave wasn't really a thing I know my dad went back to work the next day um didn't even take two weeks um and And my mum sort of my mum's parents popped in, said hello, and then then moved on. So I had a great deal of help. um and look, I might be wide of the mark here, but Heather and I have spoken about this, and we agreed that if I'd gone back after two weeks, when we were looking back on on our time together, if I'd gone back after two weeks, she could have coped. But I think that that's a really interesting point, which which is, you know, coping is very different to thriving. And the fact that we probably could do it if you were really pushed to it without support and with your partner going back to work after two weeks, as so many people do, um, can be done and you can cope with it. But to speak to our personal experience, while you're still physically recovering um, with all sorts of things and while you're still working a hell of a lot of stuff out with your kid, um, wouldn't it be better for the world for society if your focus at work, your happiness, your mental well being, your health, if you could take a bit more time and get everyone to a much better place than just coping?
1: So just to counterbalance it, I have a husband who only took two weeks. Um and so I'm very I have experienced what it's like to kind of be left, I guess, after two weeks. And it's not easy you can do it but it, as you say it isn't easy um second time round, we were lucky that we also had a nanny around um so that was a significant help mm. but her role was mainly to look after our toddler as opposed to the baby and I was obviously breastfeeding on call and on demand so um I was still kind of left with the baby on my own a lot yeah. um and yeah it's not it, it's okay but obviously it would be preferable to have have your partner there
0: that's really interesting do you do you think then that my categorization of of it as coping is a fair one
1: yes I think so I remember definitely with my first week three I had a complete breakdown Mm -hmm. I just remember like crying on the floor like I really do remember that being so hard and I think that was because for the first two weeks you have a lot of adrenaline Mm. it's obviously very new um and it's all very exciting etc but i think week 3 when my husband returned to work combined with the adrenaline sort of i guess going away um it i just had a massive crash um and and the tiredness really kicked in then um and also you know the first two weeks you got lots of visitors etc it's all exciting but week 3 is kind of <laughs> you're sort of left to crack on on your own so yes i do think there was a sort of a period of time um, where I found it particularly hard, um, but then you sort of come out the other side and you start to get used to it um, and you start to kind of make a few more plans and get your life back on track. But Alzi and I also had our babies during COVID mm. um, first time around. So actually it was very lonely um, and it would have been, my, my husband was a, worked and had to go to the office because he was a key worker but um it would have been lovely had we had a bit more support I think but anyway not it's not it's not a soft story for me (laughs) because I was very lucky second time (laughs) around to have have support and help so um but yes I I agree I mean if if men can be available I mean I agree with everything you said I just think it's so important that men are given that time as well to bond with their child to mm. be there for their wives mm. um and to just have that flexibility that women have i mean you are both parents together it is not one person's child or another's yeah. you are both there together and you should men should have the same opportunities to take and be with their children as women
0: yeah i agree and and look, to, to sort of reiterate all the comments i made about how completely amazing childbirth is and, and sort of it's such a profound thing to to see it then just makes me very sad that over centuries as a society we've sort of treated the child birthing process and then sort of the raising of the kids as sort of all like women's women's problems and like literally birth would happen behind closed doors and i i like the degree to which we're talking a lot more about all this sort of stuff now and in my nct group for example Every session, both partners were there for everything, which I think is a really nice testament to, to our group. But I think maybe part of where these problems stem from is that the guys generally men aren't exposed to and don't know and don't understand just how hard it is in those early weeks and what women go through. Like you, you know, listening to the things that you describe there, Joy. Like I recognize a lot of that stuff. And I think um it's common to go through the sort of the roller coaster in that way and maybe a lot of people don't don't appreciate that and our attitudes could be different if they if they did
2: and looking forward max your next stint um of shared parental leave do you have any trepidation about any of it because obviously it's going to be a diff- very different experience from this sort of very newborn phase i don't know how old your daughter's going to be when you go off but there'll be new sort of challenges and things to
0: definitely yeah There's definitely been new challenges she's coming up to four months so she will be sort of six six-ish months um and i mean i'm looking forward to it because i think the more that you know quite recently she really has begun to engage with things and the world and that's really exciting um i do have some sympathy with guys who in the past have said to me like oh defer your paternity or parental leave because really there's not as much that you can contribute in the early days um you can sort of you know engage and and provide a lot more and i think perhaps that misses the point that the support and the engagement you're providing really is there for the mother and your partner in the early days not so much the tiny newborn that joy as you pointed out like baby just wants to feed on demand all the time not really something that we can assist with but the um the the more that she wakes up, as it were, and that I can show her things and babble to, like the, the you know the little babbled conversations you have now, where she sort of blows raspberry at you and you blow one back, is amazing. And the more that that comes along, the better. And it's nice to move away from that existential worry of the first few weeks, where sort of a, a cough or a tiny change in temperature, you go, oh my god, my baby's gonna die. Um, whereas actually you know um all things being well once they're six-ish months they can sort of bounce a little bit and it's a bit easier so I'm probably being really naive but I want to say no I'm not <laughs> I'm not full of trepidation there aren't specific things about which I'm worried I'm quite looking forward to it
1: it gets better and better Max honestly <laughs>
0: good we were holding on for that in the early days it
1: must get better <laughs> yeah it does it does once they've nailed the sleep it really is a game changer Mm. I'm super interested Max Um, just wanted to quickly touch on it if I may on the on the working from home approach it sounds like you're an advocate for that at least in some capacity Is is that right
0: I think across all of this piece I'm an advocate of people doing what works best for them and the fact that It works for me because of where we live and how we've set up our life and all this stuff. Um, I, I think that companies should, if they can, offer sensible, flexible working from home policies, because genuinely that will get the best out of their people. And conversely, if you are somebody that wants to be in the office, all day every day you should do it if you're somebody that doesn't want to take any paternity leave at all or any shared parental you shouldn't take it um i think you know people might be rolling their eyes being like well that's not what you've been saying for the last 45 minutes but actually um i guess what i'm hoping is that across society and corporate culture more we can encourage and get better uptake because people want to take paternity and shared parental and they're given the opportunity to do it. That's the best place to get to. So, I don't think that working from home for its own sake needs to be advocated or pushed. I think there's tons of benefits from working in the office. But I, I think that in my personal situation, if I'm thinking about what's gonna make sure that I balance work and home life best, so I can properly give my all to both of them, um, having a. A sensible working from home policy that means that you know even if it is just those two weekday nights a week I can do bedtime um, is pretty much invaluable.
1: Super interesting I I think it's particularly interesting given the backlash that's happening on working from home at the moment so certainly our firm is pushing towards uh, being in the office more and more uh, particularly for juniors Mm. just because of the learning experience that they can benefit from from being in the office. You know, I really I I, I see the value in that. Um, But it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I also really see the value in um, having a couple of days at home, working from home, from a parent's perspective, particularly when they're young.
0: Yeah, it's difficult. I, I guess it goes back to what we were saying earlier about how your paternity and shared parental leaves could be another way of attracting and retaining talent. So, too, could be your working from home policy and it may just be that a good way to convince some of the best people that you're the right place for them is to offer them that sort of flexibility and I think a more inflexible insistence on being in just doesn't match expectations anymore though as I say like if you're somebody that wants to be in all the time then then good for you I don't think you should be pushed in either direction particularly. (laughs)
1: Very on the fence answer. I like it. Yeah, I feel like Max politics might be a cool cooling one day. <laughs> well,
0: it's because like you say, there's genuinely strong arguments in both directions. Yeah, I think where where you get it wrong is if you make a headlong charge in one of the directions, and if you stop treating your staff as individuals, and if you don't speak with them and understand their needs and the, the what's going to make sure that they can bring you know their best focus and energy to the workplace so yeah I, I just I think that ah, it's too difficult to call either way and it's unrealistic and it'll be a bit silly to come on here and just be like yeah everyone's going to be working from home all the time and you know companies have got to offer tons up because um,
1: and it's also it's also dependent a little bit on um, the level that you're at I think mm. um, uh, you know f- for junior people in all careers there must be a lot of value to being in the office. There just is because you're just learning by osmosis. You're making relationships with your team and um, your peer group. Um, that you know those coffee coffee chats by you know when you're getting a, a, some water, etc. All those little things are so valuable when you're learning and developing. And then I think as you progress in your your career, there's an argument that perhaps. You don't need that as much in that you're not necessarily learning as much by osmosis. You can at least take some time, not all the time, but some time to work from home, mm. um, particularly if that benefits you from a personal perspective.
0: Yeah, though I guess the obvious counterpoint to that is you're supposed to be the one imparting the knowledge from which exactly. others are learning. <laughs> yeah, osmos- that's the challenge, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I guess what you're touching on as well, though. That uh, I think is a super interesting and difficult question is whether it's unfair that um, people with children have a sort of almost special entitlement to greater flexibility, and I'm definitely conscious that people do and can feel, understandably, that um, you know people with children get put in a special category and are are given. Um, special treatment there's good reasons why that happens but there's also good reasons why um, the same degree of flexibility and understanding should be extended to other people that just have different things going on in their lives so again I'd, I like to phrase all of this in terms of what works best for you the individual how are you going to get the best out of this person in the workplace rather than you know, more arbitrary, everyone should be taking six weeks paternity minimum, or everyone should be working from home this number of days or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with that.
2: Max, Joy said you may be a politician, but I actually think you'd be a really good motivational speaker for future dads. (laughs) You're really articulate. We love it. (laughs) should get you on public service broadcasting. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Do a broadcast to all the Prospective fathers, um, giving them some words of wisdom and motivation.
0: Well, that's why I wanted to come on. Yeah, uh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Um, Max, we ask all of our guests to give us a biggest high and a biggest low um, of this sort of journey of having children returning to work. Um, and I know you're sort of partway through this journey in terms of you've still got your shared parental leave time to come. And we look forward to hearing how that goes. I'm sure it'll be a great success. But we'd love to hear from you. Um, you know what your biggest high and biggest low have been thus far, um being a, a father, working father, um and your time off off work?
0: Mm, that's difficult. Um, I well, I'll start with a recent big high, which was, um I'm a big fan of cricket. and um two years ago, uh, the hundred, the new format started, and I went with Heather. and then we went to the same game last year. She supports the Manchester team, the originals because that's where she's from. i I support Over Invincibles. And then this year, it was just last Wednesday we were, we took Emmeline along. Um. Obviously, she didn't have a clue what was going on, but I got her a little baby vest with with the, one of the team logos on, and oh, that's then adorable. That, that with the Manchester logo and a little bib with the ovals, uh, logo. And I went with my friend who um has a son who's just a few months older, and finally being at that point where you can go out and about in the world and start doing lovely things, it was really special. So I loved that. That was a big, a big high point. Um, I'm casting around for a low that's not too negative because I don't want to put sort of horror stories out there. <laughs> I've got to say, there was...
1: You can go negative, it's there, fine. There, go was, on that.
0: there was a specific day relatively early on where um, Heather's mum was with us. She was wonderful and she came to help out at the start. And then my parents came round and my aunt and cousin were there. Um, my cousin, who's currently working, um way over in jakarta so it was like you know a, a flying visit to the uk at the, at the right time was able to come and visit and we were in such a low point with everything we um had issues with breastfeeding we had issues with sleep basically our, our nights were broken into three hour chunks of sleep but once you'd done like the feeding routine and the settling and whatever we were getting like an hour to an hour and a half sleep chunks back to back and then we're being told that we should be making more time to pump and heather had an infection and everything was just on top of us and there was this massive bevy of family members downstairs and i hope she doesn't mind me saying but heather literally was upstairs um and i went to check on her and she burst into tears and we had to just have a cuddle upstairs to like gather ourselves And then go downstairs and explain to the family that it's not this sort of wonderful joyous pass the baby round moment i sort of announced to everyone how it was really bad right now and then heather was amazing she rallied and came down and was wonderful for everyone but that that's a yeah that stands out as a um that's a pretty low, a pretty low
1: point. I think I think that's a really good low because I think there's a lot in there that everyone can um, sympathise with. Right? Yeah.
0: It's um, and that's the Definitely. thing. Like this, this is a pretty universal experience. I mean, not literally universal, but you know, like a pretty shared experience. So yeah, get out there and and support your your partners who've given birth because goddamn, yeah. love
2: that. Thanks, Max. Max, <laughs> thank you so much for speaking to us this evening. Um, it's been fantastic to hear from you um great to have another dad on the podcast as joy said i think you've given us some really motivational uh words for all prospective dads and people who are considering taking leave off work i hope that lots of hr departments also listen to this and get their act together and give people proper paternity leave um, so they can be there for their for their partners and their children um and wish you all the best of luck with your shared parental leave i'm sure you'll have a fantastic time hope there's some sport on not sure what you're going to get in a few months' time, but uh, there probably won't be any cricket, I guess. Um, But I hope you have a really fantastic time and wish you all the very best.
0: Thanks so much. It's been great to be here.
2: Thank you so much for listening to our new Women Who Work podcast. Please help us to grow our listenership by subscribing, reviewing and commenting. And please do share with any friends or colleagues who you think may find this useful. Also join us on LinkedIn or sign up to the mailing list on our website www.womanwhowork.uk to ensure that you never miss any of our content. If you'd like to be involved with Women Who Work or have any ideas for us, then please do get in touch on email at hello at Thanks again.